my spirit today about the good news. The gospel is the good news. The world does not need to hear an uptight preacher condemn them for their sin. Neither do they need bony-fingered church members pointing out to them how they are on their way to hell. Sinners know they're hurting, and what sinners need is healing, help, restoration, salvation, and deliverance. Amen? And so the gospel is not bad news, it's good news. And the good news is to shout it from the housetops that God is love, that Jesus loves them, and He saves, He heals, delivers, He restores, and He lifts people's lives today. Amen? Hallelujah! It's good news. It's not bad news. The gospel is good news. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans 10 that whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It says, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how beautiful are the feet of them that are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach, I like this, the gospel of peace. So the good news, the gospel is a gospel of peace. So if there's fear and there's worry and there's the cares of this life, when you get the gospel, good news, you can be delivered from all of your fears. Amen. And I like this. And bring glad tidings of good things. Good things. Is it a good thing to be set free from drug addiction? Is it a good thing to be set free from a religious spirit? I can hear John Osteen saying, you know, religion will condemn you and kill you, but Jesus will lift you and he'll bless you. (laughs) Is that good news? Is it good news to a person that has been addicted to pornography that there is power in the gospel to set them free and to keep them free? Is it good news to the cancer patient? Going through chemotherapy. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is forever our healer. And He will lift them. You see, the gospel is good news of good things. Is it a good thing when a marriage is restored? When a marriage was on the brink of disaster, on the brink of divorce? Is it a good thing? When the good news gets so real in that couple's life that they say, we are not selling our marriage short. We're selling out to God and we're going to live for Him and our marriage will be restored. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because He's a good God. And you see, the gospel contains within it the anointing. And the gospel contains within it the power of God to do things in your life that there is no way that you could do in and of yourself. The gospel has greater power than psychiatry. The gospel has greater power than psychology. The gospel has greater power than anything and everything in this world. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. 
In Romans 1.16, I want you to notice this. He said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is, what is? The gospel is. The gospel is the power of God. The one and only power of God is contained in these words, in this good news that you and I preach, that you and I read, that you and I live. The gospel's good news. It's the power of God. Under what? Under salvation. Under rescue from sin. Rescue from disease. Rescue from poverty. Is it a good thing to be taken off the poverty level and made to have your needs met? Is it a good thing to pay your bills? Is it a good thing to have plenty that you can give? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And notice, it does not just happen automatically or by osmosis just because we come to church. But it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone, to every one of you. The only qualification is, is that you as a believer believe. This power, this gospel, this anointing is released on behalf of men and women just like you who will believe it. I believe it. And that settles it. It's the power of God. To salvation. Not only to Hispanics and Latinos. Not only to African Americans. Not only to Asians. But it is the power of God to everyone. You know there was a day that Jesus... You know, Jesus went to church or synagogue. And uh, he showed up one day in the temple and uh, he asked for the scroll of, from the book of Isaiah. And the Bible said that he stood up for to read. And he said in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, I want you to notice this. In Luke 4, 18... He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The presence of God and the power of God is in the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the Lord, he said, is upon me because he, the spirit of the Lord, he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It's a good thing when the poor hear the gospel. And when the poor hear the gospel... The gospel has the power of God to deliver them from their poor problems. But now let's not stop there. But he has also sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now that's powerful right there. There are so many people that have been through so much hell. Through physical abuse. Through emotional abuse through sexual abuse, all different types of abuses, through divorce, all sorts of things. (laughs) Jesus on the main line, tell them what you want. 
Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. If you want the Holy Ghost, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line now. Call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Oh, 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 call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line now. Boom, 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 boom. All right. <laughs> if you want your body healed, tell him what you want. All right. Woo, glory. Let's go back to Luke chapter 4. My name is Pastor Mark Thomas, and I approve of that song. <laughs> He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. People that are broken, this gospel, and only this gospel, can take someone who's been broken by life and make them whole again. How many of you have ever experienced a broken heart before? But you've experienced the good news of good things that has restored you. Oh, I want to run. You know what that is now? That's a breakthrough. Everyone say breakthrough. Breakthrough. See, you made the choice that you were not going to stay broken, but you were going to receive the anointing. And when the gospel of good news came into your life, woo, glory to God, it took you from your brokenness to your wholeness, and you got a breakthrough. Instead of staying broken, got a breakthrough. <laughs> breakthrough. Now, in Psalms, he said, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear any evil for you are with me. See, here's, here's the thing. You're walking through it and you're going to get through it only by the anointing. Only by the gospel, which is the power of God right there in your valley to see you get through. How many of you have been through the valley? Amen. How many of you are on the other side of the valley? Amen. And you can say you got your breakthrough. Yeah. How many of you are in the valley right now and have yet to get your breakthrough? Breakthrough's on its way. I said breakthrough's on its way. Now, now here, here's, here's what happens. When your life experiences this good news, this gospel which is the power of God unto salvation. When you've been brokenhearted, you've experienced it. You've tasted and seen that brokenheartedness is not good. But then you've tasted and you've seen that the Lord is good. And, and He came in to your darkness with His light and His love and His gospel and lifted you out of it. Now, when you've experienced that, That's not just for your benefit. That's for the benefit of those that are still going through. You got your breakthrough. Now it's time to go to those people, take them by the hand, encourage them, 
Pray for them and tell them you're going to make it through. I made it through. There were days who shake up. There were days I didn't look like I was going to make it through, but I made it through, and I'm here with you to see to it that you get your breakthrough. That's what Christianity is all about. It's not hiding your head in the sand like an ostrich and say, "Oh me, now I've never had any problems." I never have any difficulties. No, you've been in the valley. God's taking you through the valley of the shadow of death. Right. Now you're here to be a blessing. That's right. Is that right? Yes. You take the same principle now in other areas of life. You take the same principle in relationships, in marriages. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I know that there are difficulties that can happen in a marriage. And I know that Satan is after Christian marriages. The divorce rate, unfortunately, in the Christian life is almost as high as it is in the world. Why is that? Because the devil is a dummy. And he's a thief. And he comes to rob, to steal, to kill and destroy. It would be the easiest thing in the world sometimes to just give up on your marriage. But instead, the light of the gospel. The light of, I said the light of the gospel. The light of his love touched you in your selfishness. And he said, no longer am I going to be selfish. It's no longer about me, myself, and I. It's about us. We as a family are not independent. We're interdependent. And we're going to let this gospel shine and heal our marriage. Come on. How many of you know of people, or you yourself, have seen your relationships restored because of the gospel? But listen, once you go through that and you've gotten your breakthrough, you know people all around you perhaps that need help in that area. So you can go in there with the word and say, you know what? God's done this for me. He'll do the same thing for me that he's done for you. Everyone shout, breakthrough! Breakthrough! Woo! You know, I think about all of the wonderful people that God has, has sent to East Bay Faith Center, which is our corporate name, and Heart of the Bay Christian Center throughout the years. And I'm, I stand amazed at the company of servers and the company of people throughout these 31 years that have brought their supply. I think of, I think of people that, that have been here till the midnight hour and worked and just brought their service to the Lord. You know, way back in 1990, we as a church got a breakthrough. We did. We got a breakthrough. We didn't have a place to meet, but God brought us a place on Royal Avenue. Yeah. How many of you remember Royal Ave? Amen. Now, we had to build our own building on San Lorenzo School District pro- property. We did that. Because we were in an 11th hour situation. We had nowhere to go. But for 17 years, the faithfulness of God kept us there and kept our ministry strong. You know, it was a breakthrough. To have our own building, even though it was on somebody else's property. And you know what was even a bigger breakthrough? When we left there, we sold our building on their property to them. I've never heard of that. That's a breakthrough. That's a breakthrough. But... But here's what really blesses me. Not only the thousands of people over the years that have sown to make things like that possible. But yesterday, we had a men's meeting here. And, 
And Chris Christopher spoke, did a great job, spoke on Wake Up the Mighty Men. And uh, then I had a house call to make. A good friend of mine, his wife is, has been basically on a ventilator for six months, pastor friend. And so I went over to his house and spent a couple hours. But in between the, the men's meeting and the time to go over to his home, I had a little break down at Starbucks. You know, Starbucks is a good place to take a break. <laughs> But then I got to think, I got to think, just in that old neighborhood on A Street, I got to thinking, God, you've been so good to us. You've been so faithful to us. So I said, you know what? I'm going to drive over to the old property and I'm going to take a look at the building. So I drove over there to Royal Avenue and the parking lot was full. And the door was open. And I heard preaching coming out. And I thought, thank you, Lord. I'm going to go in there. (laughs) So I went in there in my blue jeans and my shirt out. And I just sat there and I listened to Pastor Jesse preach the word. And afterwards, I went up and shook hands with him. And we remembered each other from 12, 15 years ago. But listen, here is a building that still proclaims his name. Look at I don't care whether you either put Grace Bible Church on it, Dream Center on it, Assemblies of God on it, East Bay Faith Center on it. That place is still being used for the glory of God. Now listen, we got that breakthrough in 1990. But that breakthrough continues for other people in the same place. My point is this. Is don't you ever give up on the verge of a breakthrough. Not only because of what can happen for you and bringing you into a wealthy place or a healthy place or whatever, but what can happen as a result of you standing and not quitting and not giving up. That's why when I look at debt, I look at it as a Goliath, but I'm not afraid of Goliath. Because I know it's not just Pastor Tom and I and George and a few other people slinging the stones at the Goliaths. I've got hundreds of people, even a thousand people or so, that are saying, Goliath, you coming down. We got a breakthrough when we came in here in 2007. But our big breakthrough is not finished yet. We're going through to the other side. Amen. And we're going to even do greater things. That's right. That's right. Now, here's one other thing I had in my spirit. I want you to turn back to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Everyone say, breakthrough. Breakthrough. Testimony. 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 Did you know that the spirit of prophecy can get on you in a testimony? Now, what does that mean? That when God does something for you, the Holy Ghost begins to speak through you and what he did. And that same tangible presence that brought you through is available to who you're speaking to. And they receive it and they get hold of it and they get hope. And they say, well, you know what? He's no respecter of persons. What he's done for him, he'll do for me. Amen. So you've got to tell it. You've got to tell it. You've got to tell what God's done for you. Well, pastor, I got a raise and it was only 50 cents. Tell it. Tell it. Hallelujah. Well, I had an ingrown toenail and the Lord healed me last Sunday. It's not a big thing. Tell it. You've got to tell it. You've got to acknowledge the good things that God has done for you so that others can make it through. Now, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, I saw something else here. 
He said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now here's what we want to close on today. Everyone say recovering Recovering. of sight sight. to to the blind. Now, of course, that's physical, but I believe that it's also spiritual. The mere fact that he said recovering of sight to the blind means that at one time that person was not blind. In other words, at one time as a Christian, you can have tons of and loads of vision along with loads of hope. Come on. But through circumstances and through just kind of putting the gospel aside, our vision can be blinded. What God wants to do in our lives, we can lose hope for. We can lose sight of. Has anybody ever been there? I've been there. We can lose sight of it. But the gospel is the power of God to turn things around for you and bring a recovery of vision to you. A recovery of hope to you. Some of you have lost hope for your relatives to be saved. Pick that hope back up. Let the good news get into your life and breathe encouragement into you. You see, the Bible says where there's no vision, what happens? The people perish. Where there's no vision, where there's no sight, where there's no insight, when you can't see where you're going. At one time, you you had it. You knew which way God was leading you. You were strong in it. Something happened. Well, listen, something happens to all of us. But listen, the gospel, the good news has got your case covered. We could say in terms of street talk, God's got your back. Doesn't he? He's got you. And he's got me. And you know what? He's not forgotten you. And by no means will he ever, ever forsake you. God's grip on your life, it will never slip. So don't buy into the lie that life is bad and life is over. No, life for you today by the anointing can begin afresh and anew. And God can give you sight again. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, but, 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 I know everybody's got that. But, 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 you know, what I thought was going to happen didn't come to pass and it's all messed up. God can give you a new vision. Do you think, don't think for one moment that he's limited by what you think up here. Don't you think for one moment that he's limited by, by something that didn't work out or happen yet. Don't you lose hope. This gospel is powerful. And the anointing. Oh, Jesus. Let your anointing bring recovery of sight to them that are blinded by life circumstances. Let your holy anointing flow and give us fresh sight and fresh insight into the plan and purpose of God. 
Just because somebody, I'm saying this prophetically, just because someone close to you messed up doesn't mean you need to mess up. Just because someone close to you didn't keep up their end of the bargain doesn't mean that you need to let go of your faith and let go of your vision and your hope for Him. How many of you know that sometimes human beings, just by virtue of being human, will disappoint us? But we must not become disappointed to the point where we quit. God's got a new season. God's got a new day. God's got a new way. Holy Spirit, let it be according to what's been spoken today. The good news, the gospel, bringing your presence and your anointing into the lives of these people. In Jesus' name. Do you receive it today? I know you did. Let's give the Lord a shout. This service is not over. It's time to receive communion today. So the ushers are going to come and they're going to wait on you. You know, I got about 15 or 20 pages of notes, but I'm not interested in going through my notes. I don't think you are either. I'm interested in a word that will encourage and that will lift you today. Amen. I like what Jesus said. He said, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. You know, the gospel has not really been preached like it should. Religion has. Religion has genetically altered the Bible through man's opinions and man's ideas. But aren't you glad you've got the truth? Jesus said, You shall know the truth. And what will the truth do? The truth shall set you free.